and we've come to the second hour of the show. You are listening to The Breakfast Show here on Faith FM. Right now, we are going to do a number of things, beginning with another clue for the quiz from none other than Mr. Blair. Lincoln. This one is getting, like, even more clear. I mean, if it Easy. wasn't already clear, it's getting clearer. Well, um, shout out Janelle and Julia so far who got it in the last one. Well done. Just kicking goals. So, what creature am I? Balaam had one of these mm-hmm. and it rebuked him verbally because he beat it three times. Wow. Classic. Guys, 0491-064-669. It is the quiz to win. It is your opportunity. And, of course, what are they going to win? We've got the Jungle Doctors book series. Uh, Paul White, an Australian missionary doctor in Africa, and he tells missionary stories and stories of kind of working with with the, the African people. And, um, yeah, you want to get your hands on this. It's a mm. it's an awesome little gift. Absolutely. Hey, we had a text message coming f- through from Margie. She writes, Morning, guys. I've got to report Queensland weather in North Burnett. It is beautiful this morning. Wow. It's very fresh, but, oh, the sunshine is always there. Have a great day, guys. Yeah, I, I can do with some Queensland sunshine right yeah, now. Yeah, I mean, you saw yesterday that cold snap snow around South New South Wales yeah, and things wow. like that. Like, it was oof, cold. It's, it's, it's snapped cold. Yeah. But, I, man, being up in the sun yesterday, I just I have some photos. I might put it up on my Facebook and my Instagram, hanging out with the horses and stuff. I'm like, man, just being out there, it was a little bit brisk, but mostly just the sunshine and the you know over the rolling hills of Mwollomba. God is good. God is good. But hey, now we're back. We're back in the hustle bustle, bro. We're back in Newey, uh, the real, <laughs> the real gods, godly city. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like, I'm the biggest patriot. I'm sitting there. It was so funny meeting all these internationals from Arise, and they've all come from like America and Europe and whatnot to like one of the most beautiful cities in. One of the most beautiful towns in all of Australia, like Kingscliff, and they've been hanging around like Kingscliff, Byron Bay area and whatnot. And I'm telling them like, oh, but have you heard of Newcastle though? Like Newcastle's Uh, the greatest city of all time. They're like, really? Like somewhere's better than here? And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. And then they get here and they're like dismally disappointed. (laughs) They're not dismally disappointed. It's got to be at least on par, but um, no, because I'm... But simultaneously, I love your passion. Bro. I am. The, I love your passion. I am a Novocastrian, man. I am a patriot. What even is that? Novocastrian. As someone from Newcastle, oh, like like you would call an Australian or a Spaniard. Is that a real thing? A Novocastrian. Yeah, no, it, it's a Latin word. Yeah, right. No, Nova is new. Castrian Castle. Novocastrian. I've never heard anyone talk about that as new around Newcastle. Yeah, because you're not real. You're not real in Newcastle. <laughs> oh, Shade. Yeah, Brian. Shade. Absolutely. Wow. Dude, you live in Currumbong. Yeah, but like... I lived in Newcastle for like a few years. <laughs> sure. A few years ago. Sure. Sure. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. Nah, Novocastrian. It's, it's... I was in Rankin Park, mate. That yeah, is okay. Newcastle. That, okay, it is Newcastle, but you just weren't local enough, it seems. Yeah, wow, obviously not. You weren't interacting. You obviously you not. You I wasn't with the, the people on the, the coalface. You weren't with the Novocastrians. Wow. Yeah, you don't have cold. So why is it not lives. on any signs or anything like that? Absolutely, it's on signs. It's probably just one of those words that you haven't recognized, but now that I've told you it, you'll see it places. Wow. I'm going to be looking out. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, where, what do they call you where you're from? 0491-064-669 is the number to call or text. I think Novocastrian is by far like the best title that anyone could have, not only because it represents Newcastle, which is fantastic, but also just the word itself. And it's Latin, Novocastrian. Mm. So, mm. hey, what, what do they call you where you are from? We've got Freco texting in. He says, why does Qu- King Charles think the Queen's, the Queen's mum 
is hold on, hold on, um, is looking down when she is asleep. So obviously, I, I didn't watch the coronation, but it seems as though this is something that took place during the coronation that Charlie was saying that the queen was looking down from heaven upon them. Now, uh, yeah, it's it's interesting the the spectrum of belief when it in regards to the um, the belief on what happens when you die. It's not necessarily within the scope of our show today. We might comment on that maybe in a later section. We we have our text messages and final thoughts section. We might talk about that. Oh, we've got George writing in from Albury as well with a text here. This is actually about the scapegoat of uh, of Leviticus. George writes, Shalom, team, safe as a bank. AI, the next scapegoat, <laughs> the next great scapegoat, um, as the Hegelian dialectic plays out. Philippians 4, 6 to 7, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. I might have got the pronunciation of, of that one incorrect, but is it, it Hegel, Hegelian? Man, I love that text though. Yeah. Man, that's powerful. The Hegelian, I'm going to call it the Hegelian. I, I've, we've had Blake in the show here and he pronounces it correctly. The Hegelian dialectic is essentially I'm, the idea of like populist control and the control of the minds of the people and that playing out. And ultimately the, uh, the, the, the uh, move towards the new world order and whatnot. But absolutely, as the text is saying, all we can do is not be anxious. And we can, the only way we can not be anxious is by relying on Christ. Mm. Oh, we've got another text message here. I didn't know what the word Novocastria meant when I first moved to Nui. Um, I kept seeing it on business signs and eventually Googled it as a Western Australian. We, we get called wazzies or sand gropers. (laughs) (laughs) Are you a wazzie? Yeah, we've got we've got Monica. I mean, honestly, easy. I've never heard of any of these nicknames. I feel like I'm out of touch with the the nicknames you know, around you're just Australia. Not local. You're just too American. From, that's what it is. That's right. That's, yeah. Wow. <laughs> well, it must be. I'm from Kurumbong. I mean, I get called Holy sometimes. But... Holy yeah. from being from Kurumbong, from being from the hole. Uh... <laughs> oh wow! 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 <laughs> yeah. Often. Oh well, the joke is often made about Kurumbong. You know, Kurumbong and Morissette and whatnot. You know, what good can come from Morissette compared to Kurumbong? You know, the Jerusalem of of Australia, um, being that there's a high population of, of Christians there and church people. But hey, let's uh, let's jump into our Bible study for today. Let's jump into my single favorite verse in the whole Bible. Which one? We're, we're going to be reading it now. Revelation chapter 4 and verse 11, if you can get that for us, Blair. Revelation chapter 4 and verse 11. Absolutely. God's word says, You are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things, and by your will they exist and were created. Absolutely. I love this verse. If Now, I, I will never get a tattoo, and I don't necessarily believe in tattoos, but if there is something that I could stick to myself that represented what I wanted to live my life by and what I thought represented my my thoughts and about the world, my scope, my perspective, it would be this verse. Uh, Revelation chapter 4 and verse 11. Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things and by your and for your pleasure they exist and were created. I love this verse because it gives God credentials as to why he should be worshipped. Because we have starting off here, thou art worthy to receive glory 
and honor and power. I'd love to ask you, Blair, what does it look like to give God glory and honor and power? Yeah, well, I love the text. Um, I think it's 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18, possibly, where it talks about uh, we all with unveiled face beholding the glory of the Lord mm. are being transformed into his image from one degree of glory to another. And so, you know, giving glory to God, I mean, it encompasses a lot, but uh, a part of what it encompasses is being transformed into the image of Christ and um, and sh- reflecting God's glory to the world around us. Mm, absolutely. Giving him glory is is essentially another word for our worship, our right. witness of the truth. You know, when, as the Bible says, whatever you eat or drink or do... Whatever you do, do it all to the glory of God. all to the glory of God. And uh, so... Again, that's very much firmly within the space of witness. And as we've been talking about our overarching Bible study of the three cosmic messages, the messages that God has to give to the world at the very end of time, and we line that passage up with Matthew chapter 24 as well, and we see so clearly, like, this idea of witnessing and representing Jesus will be the catalyst of him coming again. If we are giving him glory in our lives then it will he will be soon to come and when we come again to revelation chapter 14 6 and 7 uh we see you know um worship him who made heaven and earth and the sea and the springs of water for the hour of judgment has come there's this huge connection between our worship and our witness of him in conjunction with his soon coming in fact as we make our way further through the cosmic messages and we consider more um you know the 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 division between you know the the seal of those people who follow God and receive the seal of God and those people who have the mark of the beast the issue really is worship at the end of the day but then we ask the question well why does god deserve to be worshiped what credentials does he hold you're listening to the breakfast show contact us on 0491064669 Yeah, I love that. What are the credentials that God holds that enables him to be worshipped? Of course, if you have any thoughts, 0491-064-669 is the number to call. But Blair, what do you think? Well, I love what the what the text here gives as mm. the credentials. It says, for you created all things, mm-hmm. and by your will they exist and were created. Mm-hmm. So the claim to, or the credentials, the claim to worship is that God is the creator of all things and by his will sustains mm-hmm. everything in creation. Mm-hmm. I, I love it so much. And um, maybe I know that my mom has probably um, found herself in this position at some times. It's like, hey, 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 I created you. <laughs> you <laughs> hey, better listen up. Hey, I put you here. <laughs> hey, hey. Uh, my mom never necessarily asks for worship, but she definitely, you know, growing up asks for Oh, there's to, a degree of respect that is worthy. Right. Respect that's and right. love and and to do the dishes. Shout out and, to all the mums out there. We love you. We're coming up to uh, Mother's, Day. Mother's Day very Next soon. Sunday, next weekend. And didn't you put a quote on Facebook all about mothers? Absolutely, yeah. When the, um, when the coronation went out yesterday, um, I really loved what the coronate there's there's a um uh the, the king went to the throne and you you gave your whole segment all about that king mm-hmm. going to the throne and i love this there's this little statement here um which i love it's from a book um from the writings of a, an author a, a mother ellen white is her name and she says this mm. she says the king upon his throne has no higher work than has the mother wow 
Wow. Wow. How good is that? Amazing. The mother is the queen of her household. She has in her power the molding of her children's characters that they may be, may be fitted for the higher immortal life. An angel could not ask for a higher mission. How mm. awesome is that? For in doing this work, she is doing the service for God. Let her only realize the high character of her task, and it will inspire her with courage. Let her realize the worth of her work, put on the whole armor of God, that she may resist the temptation to conform to the world's standard. Her work is for time and eternity. Yeah, I was reflecting on the coronation and, and how mothers are even like, you know, in many sense have a more important position than a king. Mm. And so we want to shout out to the mums. Absolutely. And, of course, your wife... Is is a mum? That's right. She's soon to become a mum again. She is actually any day. Any could day could be happening. Could happen. I would on the love, show. I would absolutely love if we got a text message or a call from her. Blair just standing up and running out. Well, we'll as- see. Well, I'm, I'm on. I'm on all week. So <laughs> all week from Monday to Friday, maybe. Mm. Amazing. <laughs> Depending. Now, I love that quote that you shared, and I love what we've been considering here. It's because. Mothers have the credentials of that level of respect due because of their position as a as a creator, and isn't that powerful that you've enabled your wife to be able to be in that position Amen. through your through your marriage, and you're living up to the uh, the marriage duties. But um, simultaneously, we look at a God who is a creator of all and doesn't just command respect, but power and honor and glory because. He stands alone. Um, although mothers can be proud that they had a part in, you know, creating their children and, and they've been given the solemn task of raising them, which is, again, respect due. God, you know, a mother can stand there and look at then her mother and her mother and her mother and say, oh, well, I'm actually from a, a long legacy of mothers that begins with Adam and Eve, who were the son and daughter directly of God. Um, wow. God then created... And then it goes nowhere after that. It goes nowhere. And then God not only created them as inhabitants, but he created their habitat as well. He created everything in the world. We have our being solely due to him. Uh, we would not re- exist without him. So therefore, it, it would be... And, and this is something that the lesson um, points out, is that... Yeah, it would be ridiculous for us to not sit here as created beings and to the natural outcome of our existence be then to have some level of connection, closeness, and then worship towards God. And it's powerful that although there have been many different ideas of theocracy and theology and and oh, how it is that we relate to God, you know, how do we relate to the God of the sun and the moon and the God of the cows and throughout, you know, pagan history and religious history, uh, we stare down the barrel of, you know, looking at a God in the Bible that is a person, not only an unknowable force who created everything, but is also a person who created us for a purpose and who loves us. And that is a God that I absolutely want to worship. Absolutely. So then thou art worthy. And I love that passage too as we make our way through. It's like, and for your pleasure they exist and were created. I want to ask you a question, Blair. Did God need to create? That's a really good question. Mm-hmm. In one sense, no, and in one sense, yes. Yeah, it, it's <laughs> one to ponder over. Yeah. Because what are the needs that God's, God has? Um, we often create 
from a place of necessity. Yeah. Uh, in our creation, all of well, we use the word procreate in regards to having children, but it, the, the, the reason we use the word procreate is because we don't literally create children. We don't, you know, they don't exist out of thin air. There is certain process and biological process which we all innately have, which lead to then the creation of children. So we procreate, but you could say that. Everything that we've ever made is kind of a form of procreation, right? Mm. We built this building here so that we could, you know, house a lot of the ministry staff here in the North New South Wales area. And us here, we're in this studio and we get to speak on radio to you guys. But I didn't manifest into existence the glass that uh, that we're looking at producer Monica through, um, you know, as she's giving us the eyes sometimes to uh, to shut up or, you know, let the next segment go, whatever it may be. I didn't create the foam and the walls that keep the sound within the room. I didn't, and you could say, oh, but someone did. But then it's like, okay, but the, the elements and the compounds and the different materials that went into the foam, where did they come from? Oh, well, someone dug them out of the ground. Like, we everything that we do, we are creating using existing resources. existing materials and that creation often comes out of necessity as well you could say oh radio is not necess- necessary but if i didn't want to die then if i don't want to die then we build shelter um if i don't want to die then i make food and again all of that creation hey i didn't i didn't um, manifest the seeds for the lettuce that goes on a sandwich into existence they just simply exist whereas god is an immaterial being like he exists outside of time and space and so does an immaterial ha- being have material needs and wants no <laughs> like not at all rather we totally do we are completely dependent on the material unfortunately but thankfully our material comes from the immaterial god but as you said we can say no in that sense god doesn't have material needs so therefore he didn't need to create as we need to create but then you said in another sense, yes. What, what do you think that yes is? Yeah, I think, is? you know, it, it, it springs out of the very nature of who God is as a relational God. You know, God existed in, in the Godhead, that, that relationship of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and was fully satisfied in that relationship. But out mm. of the character and nature of who God is, He is a creative God. Mm. And so to create is a natural work of God. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, as He creates beauty, um, this is all an outflow of the character of who God is. And so in a relational sense and in that sense, um, yeah, creation is just an outflow of who God is. Absolutely. I, I, I love that point because we're ultimately, we're seeing God as as a being who is naturally inclined to exist in a certain way as we are a being who are naturally inclined to exist in a certain way. Now you could say, well, isn't that limiting to God? But I think the fact that when God created this world, there are certain orders to the universe and there is an opposite of that order, which we call sin and death. The fact that that exists shows that, oh, no, God operates in a certain way that you could regard as, you could say limited, but I don't think limited is the right word. Rather, that is intentional. Um, and his intentional way of existence, just as we as human beings need to eat food and we need to go to the toilet and we need to have relationships and we need to sleep, God, in a sense, needs to create. That That's who he is. That's what he does. That's what he's about. And so, but I, I love that point. He needs to create, but not because he has a material need, not because, and his creation can service some kind of needs that he that he has, but it comes out of his want for relationship. And so I, I love that. It's like your existence isn't something that's just a, a, necess- a necessity to God 
but you know there are lots of things that are necessary right like um say the company amazon necessarily needs people to exist to you know run a factory or whatnot for it um but then at the same time amazon doesn't necessarily care who that is yeah that's right whereas god he wants you there whether you're being paid or not. He wants you. <laughs> whether God you're, whether wants you're you. adding value or whatever, you know. Whether, whether you're as tall and handsome as Blair Lemke, um, <laughs> or, 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 you know, some other humble person. <laughs> yeah. But God wants you. Absolutely. God absolutely wants you. He wanted to create you, to create you. And that's exactly what he's done. You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. And we have one final and last clue for the quiz. Absolutely, we do. And the clue is this. We're trying to figure out what creature am I. Mm. Samson slew 1,000 Philistines with the jawbone of this creature. What creature am I? That is so... That's such an intense story. It is, isn't it? But you know what? The Bible says that the Spirit of God came upon him to, to do that work. Yeah. So, hey, we, we, we see God working in, in miraculous ways, in very interesting ways. But, uh, yeah, it's the jawbone of which animal would enable, um, yeah. Would enable. And you're, if you text it into 0491064669, then you'll be go, your name will go into the draw to win the Jungle Doctor's set of three books. Mm. Uh, three, three books of the Jungle Doctor. And, yeah, you'll be able to read some amazing missionary stories and read them to your kids. Absolutely. Or share them with the friends, family, if you don't have kids. Hey, we've got some text messages coming through with people getting the correct answers. But we also got George writes in. He says, I'm from Albury, and they call us Albrarians. Albrarians, which is kind of similar to librarians. We've got uh, Suzanne. She wrote in. She's like, uh, and she writes, I'm a Canterbrian, Canterbrian. Canterbury, because she's from Canterbury, uh, South Island of New- in the South Island of New Zealand. So, yeah, interesting. I'm not quite seeing anything that's living up to Novocastrian, but uh, yeah, but you're biased, bro. I, I am you're biased, massively biased. Give me a break, though. Like, I, how can I not be biased? It's 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 the greatest name of all time. What what well, you're from. What, what area did you grow up in, Blair? Did you grow up in Queensland mm, or New South Wales? I, I was born in Brisbane. Yeah. Yeah. So actually, no, no, sorry. My, my bad. I was born in Melbourne, Fitzroy, Melbourne. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's a bit of a different spot. But uh, my dad was a pastor and he was pastoring a church here in Preston and he moved mm. to Brisbane when I was one year old. So I mm. grew up in Brisbane. Okay. Yeah. Until I was in primary school. Yeah. And then I came to this area around here. Yeah. Then you saw the light. Yeah. And you were like, I need to, need to so get Br- out of Bris- Brisbane. Vegas, Bris Vegas, Bris Vegas, classic. Bris Vegan, is that what they say? <laughs> well, the well, Melbourneian, well, well, yeah, Melbourneian, yeah, yeah. So I guess I'm a Mel Melbourneian slash Bris Vegan. Well, but it's not called Bris Vegas. Oh. <laughs> That's like the colloquial name. For oh Brisbane. right, right. <laughs> do you do you participate in the in the activities of Bris Vegas? I don't even know what Bris Vegas is. I just thought it was a name. No, is there well, something connected to it? No. Well, Bris Vegas is the reference to the fact that. Queensland has lax gambling laws and the people, lots oh, of people go to wow, Brisbane. Wow. It's like the Gold Coast in Brisbane. Oh, well, that's, we do yeah. not endorse that. Yeah, yeah. And that's <laughs> I was like, wow, you're really you know, putting yourself into, wow. into Brisbane. Wow. I'm going to get Vegas fired category. from Faith FM. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, no we, we know who you are. We know you're not doing anything like that. Um, the best people are from Liverpool. They're called L- Liverpool 
Pudlians, Liverpudlians, Brisbaneites. That's the other one. Okay, ah, so Brisbaneites. Brisbaneites. Yeah. Thank you, Brady. Liver- for am I reading this correctly? Liverpudlians. Yeah, I Th- think so. That is wild. Of course, this person is from Liverpool. I'm assuming in Sydney. Yeah. Which, again, the best is people from Liverpool. I think they're saying because of the name Liverpudlian. Because I couldn't think of a place I'd rather. Li- I w- I couldn't think of a place I'd. L- I don't want to live in Liverpool. That's my point. Uh, I didn't know how to formulate that sentence. You're listening to The Breakfast Show. I'm taking shots at everyone, and uh, I'm staking my claim that Novocastrian is- Yeah, you're biased, bro. Yeah, stop it. Stop it. Hey, you're listening to The Breakfast Show. Hey, let's continue to consider this idea of God as our worshiper, as well, God as a creator and us as worshippers. Of him. Now, we worship him because he created all things. Absolutely. And as we move through, the, our Bible study kind of turns the corner here. It says a companion in tribulation is the title for the next section of the Bible study. And I I love to just consider this, this topic from the outset of like, okay, well, from what we've seen so far, how does it make God a companion in tribulation? Well, firstly, we know that he's created all things. Secondly, we know that he loves you so much that he specifically created you out of a place of want. God wants you. God wants you to exist. So therefore, you are created and made in his image. We live in a, we live in a sinful, broken world. But despite that, God loves you. He wants you. He has died for you. And so then we sit here in, in, in regards to tribulation and considering that, I want to consider the book of Acts and particularly chapter 14 and something, a, a, a very interesting story that takes place in Acts chapter 14. Do you want to read um, chapter 14? And we're going to read verses 19 through 20. So, Acts chapter 14, verses 19 and 20. Absolutely. God's word says, Then the Jews from Antioch and Iconium came there, and having persuaded the multitudes, they stoned Paul and dragged him out of the city, supposing him to be dead. However, when the disciples gathered around him, he rose up and went into the city, and the next day he departed with Barnabas to Derbe. Mm, absolutely. And do you want to read, actually continue on, read 21 and 22 as well. And when they had preached the gospel to that city and made many disciples, they returned to Lystra, Iconium and Antioch, strengthening the souls of the disciples, exhorting them to continue in the faith and saying, we must go through many tribulations to enter into the kingdom of God. Wow. Oh, this is a powerful passage. Now, considering the first part here, we see this story. Paul is preaching to the Jews in Antioch. And do they have a good reaction to what Paul's preaching? Ooh, not really. Well, they're clearly convicted, right? They're convicted about what he's saying, but are they wanting to accept? And the answer is no. And the evidence of that is that they dragged Paul out and stoned him to the point where they were like, he is definitely dead. They definitely cancelled him. He was yeah, cancelled. Like, like he didn't just get banned on Twitter. No, he, no, no. He was he was deplatformed. Yeah, in the ultimate, in the ultimate sense. Well, like the ultimate deplatforming. They're like, well, he's dead. He can't speak anymore. Like that was his, Paul's job is but literally psych, just to speak. God was on his side, Absolutely. and he didn't get deplatformed. It says here the disciples gather around in verse twenty, and then it says he rose up and went into the city. Now, 
I'm thinking like the disciples come around. They're like, is this guy okay? And then all of a sudden he just wakes up and he's like, all right, let's go back. Like that is incredible. Like just, just amazing. And then the next day he, he goes with Barnabas to Derby. But there is something to say about that. You could consider, oh, was it a miracle? Was he actually dead and resurrected here? Or did he just look dead? Whatever it may be, he went through an excruciating amount of pain, yet was able to continue on in his mission of sharing the gospel. And then we turn the corner and he's, he's talking there. To, he's in Lystra and Iconium and Antioch and spending time with disciples and preaching. But then he says he's strengthening the souls of the disciples, exhorting them to continue in the faith, which is so amazing. Like, if anyone needs strengthening, it's Paul. Yet he is the one who is standing as one persecuted, strengthening disciples, saying we must, through many tribulations, enter the kingdom of God. You know, this makes me think of that text in Acts chapter 20, verse 24, mm. where Paul was said, I consider my life worth nothing to me. Mm. My only aim is to finish the race and complete the task that the Lord Jesus has set before me, mm. the task of testifying to the good news of God's grace. Wow. You can see that in their lives, can't you? I think with any other purpose, Paul wouldn't be, have been able to achieve a feat such as this. Like That's I right. see this as one of the greatest feats in Paul's life, to be able to suffer persecution and still be content. And then we read in John chapter 16 and verse 33, where Jesus says, he says, these things I've spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you'll have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Amen. Paul stood as an overcomer of the world because of what Jesus had done as the overcomer of the world, not only as its creator, but also as its redeemer. And that's why we give worship to him. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. You are listening to The Breakfast Show, and we are going to have not any clues for the quiz, but simply the answers. That's right. If you haven't got it already, well, I'll run through them all. Uh, The first clue was, it it was while searching for these creatures that the son of Kish met Samuel. Uh, What creature am I? This animal is mentioned in the parable of the Good Samaritan. Uh, Also, God said that this animal was to rest on the Sabbath, and... Thirdly, uh, well, also Balaam had one of these mm. and it rebuked him verbally because he beat it three times. And finally, Samson used one of the jawbones of these creature to slay a thousand Philistines. Well, of course, the answer to that is donkey or donkeys. Uh, so quite some amazing stories there, really. You know that, um, yeah, I mean, the, the one that got me, uh, the one that kind of clued everyone in pretty early was the Good Samaritan. Mm. If you've ever read the parable, of the Good Samaritan, the donkey's right there. Mm. Um, but yeah, look, some other facts in there as well. The, the donkey resting on the Sabbath, um, Balaam's donkey speaking back to him. Now that's I an interesting love story. That story. That's yeah. Uh, it's. I think it's. It's a testament to the lengths that God will go to put people on track. Like yeah. as we as we were talking about in our Bible study, we're literally on track. He was trying to train change tracks. But um and I love when he strikes the donkey and the donkey's like, hey stop hitting me please. It's like <laughs> what? <laughs> but um it's essentially a story of someone who knew God yet had drifted away and who God was Again, trying to reach and doing everything he could to to, to it, push. You know, the other thing direction. I grab from that story is is the um, spiritual. How dull our spiritual perception can be sometimes. Mm. You know, Balaam's there sitting; he can't see an angel right in front of him that God's. You know, mm. there, but the donkey can. 
Yeah. <laughs> wow. Absolutely. And so I think it speaks to me as we're talking about the God that we worship a God that wants us, a God that loves us, a God that created us. And even, you know, we talked about Paul and the times of persecution that he went through and the fact that God was with him. Often our difficulties in life are self-inflicted. And that's exactly, well, that exactly was the case for Balaam. His difficulties, his struggles with God were very much self-inflicted. But even in those times, God is continually reaching out. You know, it's, it's not like, oh, well, if you do a good job, you know, you know I, I see it like this, like a, like a workplace. And a workplace is justified to do this. Like if you are a, a good worker and you go through a hard time, you well, we've got producer Shell out with a broken shoulder right now, but we love producer Shell. So we're like, yeah, take the time that you want. You know, producer Shell, we love you. Whatever you need, we'll hook you up. But uh, I can imagine if you're in a workplace where you're constantly a nuisance and a hassle and you don't live up to fulfilling your role and then... You know, you have struggles and things go wrong. There's less less kind of tolerance. Less tolerance, yeah. less empathy, absolutely. Yet it seems as though God is consistently within the space of wherever we are. As much as we can be a, a we we can be a proponent of the gospel or an enemy to the gospel, He's continually reaching out to us and trying to help us and trying to be there for us. And so, I just want to say to you listening today you have the posi- you have you are in the position you have the decision before you to be able to repent to be able to turn to god maybe you feel like oh i'm i'm running away from god just as balaam was was running from his responsibility as a prophet of god maybe that's the way you feel but god is before you he as the bible says in the book of romans chapter 10 which was the message we considered on sabbath up in kingscliff mm-hmm. all who call on the name of of the Lord shall, shall be, saved. be saved. Absolutely. And that's the opportunity that you have. And that's not because we give it to you. We're just communicators of the gospel. And that's actually what that passage gets at. Who's going to, who, how can they turn if there's no one to preach? Uh, we, we just get to come on to Faith FM every morning and talk about God and the Bible. There's and no better subject. Uh, so we're incredibly blessed. But the way that we're blessing you is not by turning you to us and you becoming a follower of us, but rather turning you to Christ. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM. You are listening to The Breakfast Show on Faith FM, and we have come to the end of our show today. And although we had sunlight streaming through the window here for most of the show, it seems like it's gone a bit overcast here in Newcastle. The wind's blowing it's quite cold, but hey, such is life. You know, getting through. Getting Something through. that the Nova Castrian can handle. Yeah, and, and Castrian. Oh. Cast, Nova, <laughs> Nova Castrian. Oh, okay. Uh, um, um, yeah, absolutely. I, I totally, I wholeheartedly agree. And i got some final text messages here. Yes, agree. Mon is choosing some great songs. Thank you, Mon. That's one from Brayden. So shout out Brayden for, for, the, for the love and support of producer Mon. But... We also give something away for free, as we do every time we end the show. And we want to give you a book today, and that book is called Living 28, Fresh Perspectives on Practicing the Faith by Jared Stackeroth. Now, this Living 28 book is essentially outlining, as we've been talking about, how can we glorify God in our lives? And I think God is clearly glorified in our lives through our witness of Him. And how do we witness to the good of goodness of God? Well, it's the way that He's enabled us to to help us to overcome sin in our lives, and how He's enabled us to share the gospel. Living twenty eight is twenty eight different aspects to the Bible that inform how we practice and how we believe in in what we 
in do and how we practice our faith. And so this book, it's fantastic. It'll be a blessing to you. 0491-064-669 is the number to call or text, and you'll be the first caller or texter through. If you are that, you will receive it. Me listening to The Breakfast Show, thank you for joining us this morning, Blair. We've come to the end of the show, and so we have to remind all of you to go through this day talking faith, living faith, and acting faith, and you'll grow strong in Jesus Christ. God be with you till we meet again. God be with you till we meet again. By his counsel's guide of hold you with the sheep secure.